Today we begin our new series on fake news. We did this series last summer where we looked at phrases we often hear and say as Christians, phrases that sound like they're from the Bible and we assume are true. And so, like fake news, we share them without confirming whether they are from the reliable source of Scripture. And we had a lot of fun last year with this series, and so I thought, you know, we need some fun right now. And so we're bringing this series back, and we're taking a look at four different phrases that seem true, but after further examination, they aren't quite as true as we think. We'll see that each phrase has a level of biblical truth to it, but often the way that it is intended or the way that it's lived out is not scriptural. This week, we look at the phrase, God wants you to be happy. This phrase of God wants you to be happy is one of the most commonly misunderstood beliefs about God. It's not necessarily wrong, but at the same time, it's not really correct either. Of course, God wants you to be happy, Psalm 97, 12 says, May all who are godly be happy. And Psalm 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. God, as our heavenly parent, wants us to be happy, just as we as parents want our children to be happy. But the happiness that Scripture is talking about, the happiness that God wants us to experience— is different than what we immediately think of as happiness. When the phrase is used, God wants you to be happy, it's come to mean God wants you to experience all the things that you want in life, or God wants to give you everything that you want. So let's follow that reasoning a little bit. If that's true, if God wants you to be happy and give you everything that you want, then whatever makes you happy must be right, and then whatever makes you unhappy must be wrong. And anything that causes discomfort or suffering or any inconvenience or obstacle, that can't be what God wants for you, what God will, God's will is. If God wants you to be happy, God wouldn't allow you discomfort or an inconvenience. So ultimately, the challenge with this statement is that if God wants us to be happy, it leads to the assumption that God, God's purpose is to serve us, that God exists to serve us. And if God then becomes some sort of what I've heard um, one pastor say as, God is a cosmic soda machine— so we do the things that we're supposed to, we, and God will give us what we want. With a soda machine, we put in money, you press the button that you want to indicate the soda, and then you get whatever soda you want. So if we do the things that we're supposed to, worship God and read scripture and we're kind to one another and we serve one another out of love for God, then we should get exactly what we want. We should get that house or car, the extra cash to go on vacation, or we should have a family who is happy and never complains or annoys us, or whatever it is that we might want. And if that's true, 
it also means that if I'm not happy, then God has failed me. And that really is a problem with this phrase of God wants me to be happy. It becomes all about us and about what we want from God. And God is the one who simply serves us, giving us our perception of happiness based off of what the world tells us. And yet, God does want us to be happy. There is some truth in this phrase. But the key is that it's not the happiness that we immediately think of. It's not happiness that's focused on what the world can give us, built on consumerism and materialism, of money and beauty and possessions. It's a happiness that is focused on the things that can only be found in God. Contentment and real joy, peace that overcomes everything, and wholeness in God. The happiness that God wants for us is true happiness that's grounded in God rather than the things of this world. In today's scripture from James, it says, but one is tempted by one's own desire, being lured and enticed by it. Then when that desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and that sin, when it's fully grown, gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Now, James is a very intense book, but what the author here is trying to convey is that if we follow only our desires, that instant gratification or the materialism that the world tries to feed us, then it will lead to death. It will lead to emptiness. We will never be fulfilled. But if we follow the desires of God, that will lead to life or to wholeness and fullness in our lives. The things of this world are really just cheap imitations. My husband, Russ, is a chef, and he makes very yummy food. And it's, it's good not because it's fancy, but because he begins with quality, authentic ingredients. I still remember these grilled pork chops that he made a year ago because they were so unbelievably delicious. And you know what he put on them? Salt and pepper. But they were so good because the meat was quality. It was the real deal straight from the farm. And, and even now, a year later, my mouth is still watering thinking of them. And then on the other hand, we have American Chinese food. Now, I love me some house fried lo mein, but there's a reason that you are hungry a half an hour after eating American Chinese food. It's not the real deal. There's nothing of substance there. We'll never be happy if we solely seek the happiness that this world peddles us because it's the imitation. It's not what we need or, or what we were really created for. 
We were created for God and to be connected with God. God is the real deal. God is the substance that our hearts yearn for. So when we're connected to God, seeking after God's will, that is when we will find wholeness and life. It's in God that we find an unspeakable joy and a contentment and a true happiness. And there's one more thing about this true God-rooted happiness. In verse 12 of today's scripture, it says, Blessed is anyone who endures temptation. Such a one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord promised to those who love God. Now, the Greek word for blessed is makareos, which means supremely blessed, or more than happy. More than happy is anyone who endures temptation. Because the reality is that we will endure difficult circumstances in our lives. And it's tempting to reach out for those instant gratifications or of materialism and those things that make us happy in the moment that this world tries to give us, to make us feel better when we're hurting. But when we stay rooted in God, even in the midst of struggle and life storms, we are able to experience joy and peace and hope. Living a life rooted in God doesn't mean that we will never have those hard times. We're still going to go through a pandemic. But in the midst of that pandemic, we can see that God is present. That there are good things happening. That there is hope coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God does not change. God is constant and good in the midst of all of the chaos of our lives. And if we stay rooted in God, we find that happiness that grounds us no matter what we are experiencing. Yes, God wants you to be happy, but God wants for you a true happiness that can withstand anything that the world can throw at you. God wants for you a happiness that is found when we are truly dwelling with God. Glory to God. Amen. Now, since this service has been pre-recorded, any joys or concerns that are shared in the comments today will be included in our live prayer time directly following the service. So let us prepare our hearts for prayer with God with this hymn.